0: I want to thank you for taking the time to join us today for a talk about the CMP, CMM, CSEP and uh, different college degrees. Um, We have a great panel here and I'll introduce them in a moment. Um, Just to give you kind of a description of what we got going on. uh, This session is geared towards those looking to grow as an individual and enhance your career in the meetings industry. Uh, today, our panel feels, um, features four industry experts, and dare I say legends, you're going to me, to learn about the different credentials and education offerings that can boost your career in the meetings and event industry. Uh, by the end of the talk, you will discover the difference between the CMP, the CMM, and the CSEP, and we will explore the different college graduate programs that UCF offers. Um, the objectives are to gain knowledge and understand the difference between the designations, um, become familiar, familiar with the requirements to sit for the different exams and to learn the career benefits associated with each credential. So now I'm going to go ahead and introduce our speakers. To my left, uh, we have Adrienne Six, CMP with Topgolf. Um, As director of sales, Adrienne Six is a certified meeting professional. She's responsible for managing the Topgolf Orlando sales team. The team consists of 11 direct reports focused on providing the highest quality event experience for meeting planners and their guests. Uh, She was part of the opening team for Topgolf Orlando and is coming up on her second year with the company. Congratulations on that. Thank you. In addition, (laughs) uh, many of you know her. Uh, She teaches the uh, MPI Orlando CMP study group. I I was part of that. Caroline was as well, and maybe a few of you as well. Uh, To her left, uh, representing the CMM, is Heather Hartline. Uh, she is a CMP as well as a CMN. Uh, she is a Senior Event Logistics Manager on the Global Strategic Meetings Management Team with BCDME at Cisco. Uh, with experience at the uh, Colorado Convention Center, Kodak Event Imaging Solutions, and the Disney Event Productions. Uh, the, the fast-paced and strategic, sorry, sorry strategy driven uh, world of corporate event planning is her passion. Heather is a director of chapter collaboration for the MPI Orlando chapter and has also served as president, as president, past president of the MPI Rocky Mountain chapter. Uh, Heather earned her CMM in 2012. To her left uh, we have Connie Riley, she is a CMP as well as a CSEP and she's representing the CSEP today. Uh, She is the vice president of T Scorman Productions, a global entertainment agency based in Orlando, Florida. Connie was the founding member and second president of the ILEA Orlando chapter, the ILEA International president from 2007 to 2008, and attained her CSEP certification in 1993 and her CMP in 2009. Uh, Connie's volunteer service began as a teenager in the Washington, D.C. area, working weekends in a teaching facility with the American Red Cross and later as a candy striper. Uh, Connie continues to volunteer for both MPI and ILEA and believes her service helped provide a career of opportunities around the world, producing celebrity concerts and memorable events, making her clients' dreams come true one special event at a time. That sounds good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, uh, directly across from me, uh, is Michelle Holm. Uh, That's Doctor, Michelle Holm. (laughs) 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 Um, She's a lecturer and coordinator of the event management program at UCS Rosen College of Hospitality Management teaching both graduate and undergraduate courses. She earned her PhD in hospitality management from the University of Central Florida in 2016 after working in the event and food and beverage industries for nearly 16 years. Uh, she is the former member of the MPI Orlando Board of Directors uh, and continues to serve the industry by connecting students with industry partners through exponential learning opportunities um, and then finally, I am your moderator, Dave Buckley, Buckley Hospitality, and you a temporary staffing company. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very simple. <laughs> when I work, that's what I All right. Um, the panel discussion is going to be about 45 minutes, we'll make that about 40. Um, I will facilitate the discussion following uh, or allowing for questions for all of the panelists, as well as some questions tailored specifically to them. Uh, to give you a basis of the conversation uh, that we're going to have today, I borrowed, borrowed these descriptions of accreditation that I found online is definitely very true. Uh, <laughs> uh, certified meeting professionals, uh, the Convention Industry Council, which is now called the EIC, uh, launched the CMP program in 1985. So it's been around since then. Um, the goals were to enhance the knowledge and performance of meeting professionals, promote the status and credibility of the meeting profession, and advance uniform standards of practice. Uh, today, the CMP is, credential is recognized globally as the badge of excellence in meeting, convention, exposition, and event industry. The qualifications for certification are based on professional experience, education, and a very rigorous exam. Oh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, the CMP certification is a two-part process in which you must complete the CMP application to demonstrate your eligibility and then successfully pass a computer examination covering the functions performed in meeting management. You can apply for the CMP at any time, but once approved, you have one year to take and pass the CMP exam before you have to reapply. So oh. you have to reapply. Good to know.
1: Thanks. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're here to learn. <laughs> uh, eligible,
0: eligible applicants are notified via email from the EIC. Candidates have that one year uh, from that time. They are notified for the eligibility to pass the exam, or sorry, pay the exam fee and take and pass the examination. Uh, and the CMP is offered at secure testing sites four times a year, January, May, August, and November. That record, uh, during a one-month testing window. And there's uh, 450 testing sites around the country. Uh, next is the Certificate in Meeting Management, so that's what CMM stands for. Um, that shows the world that you are a strategic thinker ready to assume a leadership role in the industry. This intensive, three-phase executive program packs the highlights of a world-class graduate pro- degree program into four days. When I was reading this, I was like, wow. Uh, Followed by the eight hours of advanced level advanced level online coursework and a final project focused on solving a real-world work-based problem. Uh, This is taught by the Indiana University faculty. The entire program takes 15 weeks to complete, and upon successful completion of the coursework, attendees earn 48 clock hours and 4.8 CEUs. They also have the opportunity to earn three degree or graduate graduate credit hours, which can be applied to Indiana University's Kelly School of Executive Degree Program. Uh, aside from the experience-based program requirements, there are no other prerequisites to apply, and more importantly, once you have earned your CMM, you may use the designation indefinitely as there is no renewal requirement. Uh, to provide the greatest learning and networking opportunities, class sizes for the CM program are kept to a maximum of 50 candidates. It's essentially 50 pass per year. Twice a year. Certificate in meeting management program is not a conventional executive education training program. It is academic in nature rather than an event conference or traditional meeting. Much like graduate school, the program involves a good deal of reading, case analysis, group interaction, peer-to-peer consulting, development of presentation skills, and the completion of a work-based capstone project. Uh, And then to apply for that, you have to submit a resume that shows you have at least seven years of professional experience in the meetings and event industry with a minimum of three management Uh, Years of experience and two of profit and loss responsibility. Um, And you'll also be asked to provide a personal statement of interest and a letter of recommendation from a professional colleague. Finally, the CSEP, which is the Certified Special Events Professional designation. Uh, This particular event management license is endorsed by ILEA, which stands for the International Live Events Association. Uh, It is meant to provide industry performance by providing professionals with the opportunity to develop their professional. Uh, develop professionally and gain expertise in the events industry. The CSEP program is also meant to respond to a growing complexity of maintaining a standard of practice among professionals in an industry that is constantly changing. There are a variety of benefits that come with the CSEP certification. For example, as the certification is globally recognized, planners will connect to a global community of professionals in the industry and then how to become one in order to be eligible for the CSE program um, which is offered four times a year. Event planners must have a minimum of three years of full-time employment in the special events industry and in order to keep up to date with industry best practices those that um, with the CSP certification are required to recertify every five years. Alright and then Michelle I'm just going to bring you up to tell us a brief maybe one minute or so about the different programs that are available at UCF.
2: Okay so I was given a 30-deck slide deck by the graduate program director on what to tell you about today. <laughs> so obviously, I mean, that's a lot of information. Um, so he did give me some pamphlets to pass out. So some of you have pamphlets on your chairs about the graduate programs at Rosen. Uh, just to give you an idea, the Rosen College Hospitality Management is ranked number two uh, after the Cornell uh, School in Ithaca of hospitality uh, management and, well, it's actually management and then hospitality is within a degree within it. Um, and the only reason we're ranked right number <coughs> two is because they're Ivy, and they have some, they have a few journals that are outranking us at the moment. However, we're catching up real quick. Um, so it our pr- <laughs> uh, and it
0: doesn't snow here. Yeah, it doesn't snow people. here.
2: <laughs> um, So what makes our programs different and unique? We do offer a variety of programs. We have the traditional master's degree, which is in hospitality and tourism management. That degree um, is, you can take it either in person, which would give you the flexibility to take some online courses as well, um, or we have a complete online track where you could take the master's degree completely online. Um, I've been through that program, uh, not the online one, the in-person one, and within that, Uh, There are two options. You can do a thesis option or a non-thesis option. The thesis option allows you to be able to develop a platform if you did decide to go and pursue a PhD in the future. If you do want to do, if you're interested a little bit more in the analytics and the research aspect of things. The non-thesis option is more for people who are not interested in the research aspect of the degree program at all. So within that, uh, we also do have now a track for medical students as well because the undergraduate programs at Rosen are focusing on, There's, we actually have a new track for culinary medicine, so we've partnered with the School of Medicine to um, boost some, some, I guess, clout in that area. Um, we also do offer three certificate programs. Um, a graduate certificate in event management, which most of you would probably be interested in. If you're not really sure, if you want to do a full-blown master's at this point, Uh, An event management certificate might be the way to go. It's nine credit hours, um, so it's only three courses. You still have to go through a lot of the same admission requirements, which I'll get into in a a quick second. Sorry, David, this is taking a little bit longer, but um, we have that. You could do that in person. You could also do that online. Okay, Uh, we have a hold on. We have a destination marketing and management certificate, both that you could do face to face or online. That's more for people who are interested in the tourism industry as a whole. Um, and then we have a new uh, certificate that is in hospitality is in hospitality and tourism technologies. So for people who are interested more in smart tourism, that type of thing, uh, that might be a, an avenue to go down. Those are again all nine credit hour programs. Again, good way to test the water if you're not sure what you want to do. Uh, We have our Ph.D. in hospitality management, which is again the next level, we'll probably get into that a little bit. Um, The last thing I want to mention, this isn't official yet, uh, however we are developing a master's degree in event management. It'll probably be called event leadership. Um, There are no other programs in the country. San Diego State is developing a program right now, um, but we are going to be among the first to develop a program completely specific for event management. This degree will be uh, specialized for those event professionals who have um, experience in the industry that are looking for more of a professional degree. Okay, so it'll be a cohort program. I can get more into it a little bit later, um, but it'll be completely online, okay? Uh, The admission requirements, just really quick, one official transcript. So the UCF graduate application requirements require a GPA of 3.0 above in your undergraduate program. One official transcript from your university, uh, goal statement, resume, three letters of recommendation. The GRE and GMAT is no longer required. (laughs) (laughs) So yay, however. (laughs) The admissions committee may ask for that to strengthen your portfolio, maybe if your GPA wasn't high enough or something like that. Okay? So um, that's a quick rundown on the program.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah. That was great. You heard it here first about the book. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right, now we're going to open it up to the panelists. Uh, these questions are for all four, so I'm going to start with Andrea here. Um, you know, a lot of people do rush out to get these designations, maybe right out of college, you know, maybe my first job. But I want to ask you uh, when did you earn your designation and how far into your career were you before you pursued it?
3: Uh, it was. Uh, the summer of 2003? uh, (laughs) No, it was 2003. Uh, That is true. And uh, I was probably, if I have to do fast, if you count my degree, I was a good like, I don't know, eight years in, uh, including hotel experience and some other sales initiatives and then being at Visit Orlando. and uh, I think that the it's changed, right? Like we evolve as an industry, and we evolve as people within. And previously, like years back, I would have said, you know, to a student that had just graduated, you know, wait, because you need to have a little bit more life experience. Because while the designation and the test is book focused, you do have to have some life experience in the event world to kind of have that common sense option. Um, But with the students over at the Rose Room (coughs) especially, now they're all working, or a lot of them are working in our industry, they're doing internships, they are like working full time, so I think as I've learned that through people coming through the study group, it's like. Oh, you guys are a little bit more advanced than you used to be. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, we certainly didn't have to that when I did a hospitality program way beyond that. But uh, so you know, now I kind of look at it, and the conversation changes to be you know, well, what is your experience up to this point? And you know, I still say if you haven't worked in the industry, you know, enough, you will struggle a little bit harder because you just have to have some of that baseline foundation. Um, but I wouldn't say you have to be in the industry for like it used to be like. I don't know you had to be in for 15 years before it made sense, yeah. you know. Now it's like, I hey, give it a good five, you know. Uh, <coughs> um, so I think we just had to evolve, you know, and, and adjust with the experience levels and you know, what that looks like. So. Question.
4: Uh, I got my CMP pretty much the moment I was eligible, I had application ready to go, and I had to hit that, that time amount <laughs> before I sent it in. Uh, the CMM, I actually did wait. Um, a little bit longer past my eligibility date, just because for that I wanted to have a very personal, important project to work on for that portion of the program.
1: So, the CSEP, I was in the first class for the exam, so that was 93. So, I had been in the event business at that point probably six years, but what? You're talking about Adrian. So much of my career up to that point had prepared me because the CSCP is is so multifaceted. But as a kid, you know, I did food service. I drove freight. You know, I things that you never know where you're going to go. So the '93, we were like test babies for the exam, and I was one of the younger ones. And it was before computers, so it was everything was handwritten and just very different so and my CMP my CMP though was 09 because I did that for me I mean I had had my C S C P and I had quite a bit of knowledge but I thought that if I had more knowledge I could better partner with my clients because it made me smarter for more the hotel side which the CSEP isn't necessarily focused on hotel management and working with venues in that capacity so it was, it was twofold
0: I know we went to school together, but how long after until you pursued the doctorate and the master's programs? Did you go right into it? Or?
2: Well, no. So my journey is a little bit strange. Um, I actually started in a totally different segment of the hospitality industry. So I was in clubs, um, country clubs and food and beverage. Um, and. When I decided to pursue my masters, it was just to get a higher level of knowledge about the industry as a whole. Um, I was just kind of trying to explore more about what there was out there in the industry because the industry is really large when you think about it. Um, It's small in terms of our network and how many people we know, but I really wanted to get a wider base of knowledge on the industry as a whole, see what else there was, um, and just get a next level of education. Uh, to take me to the next level. So I actually graduated in 04 from college with a bachelor's in family and consumer sciences um, because that's not really, hospitality programs weren't really even around then. Uh, Rosen was one of the few that had a hospitality program amongst Purdue and Cornell and things like that. Um, so I, I pursued my master's then, and then even then I still wasn't even really in events. Um, I didn't transition to events until uh, actually after I graduated. And then um, I started teaching, actually, at the Rosen College. And I started doing a little bit more uh, teaching in the events industry, paired with working for a DMC. And I was, you know, in the industry working plus teaching. And I found teaching so fulfilling. And that's one of the main reasons I decided to pursue a PhD, because I wanted the flexibility. Uh, in my personal life to be able to have a family and um, do something that I love and give back to the industry. So that's one of the main reasons I pursued a PhD and I think it's beneficial if, if people are looking for that. There's other reasons, um, but we can get into that later okay. if you want.
0: Going back to Adrian, uh, what do you feel has been the number one benefit of having the CMP designation?
3: I, I think it's um, It's one of the most globally recognized designations, and um, I think that the the knowledge base that we cover is so foundationally um, spread out that when you're talking to a meeting planner, so on the supplier side, it's a little bit different, right? So from, from being a supplier to working with meeting planners, it gave me a huge conversation point that I didn't have I mean I had it but I didn't have it like in in a structure right um and for me it was like I now understand a little bit better from the planner's perspective what was going on from a planner getting the designation um I think it gives a the book world it gives you especially some of the the people that I've interacted with that have been meeting planners for a thousand years right and they're gonna they're like they're gonna get their their CMP and Uh, You know, for them it was kind of like, oh, I didn't really, really understand that there was a process. (laughs) Right? And I think that um, for the designation, it gives you that process in a perfect world and it also gives you a foundation of how to understand what people are going through, you know, better. Um, you know, it's it is perfect world. So for those of you that have sat through the class, we all know that we
0: scrub our brains <laughs> and we learn the book. <laughs> what should you do according right. to textbook? <laughs> yes, and then we go back into the real world, and yeah. we're like,
3: okay, we, we get it,
4: uh, and but you apply things, right? Absolutely. So
0: um, Heather, can you talk specifically about the CMM uh, designation?
4: Uh, yes, the reason that I really wanted to go um, for the CMM. Uh, one of my mentors was actually in the inaugural class in 1998 and the ability to take everything that we do operationally on a day-to-day with logistics and then be able to apply it to business continuity and business management really appealed to me Um, in my mind it is the way to learn the strategy of the business so I took it To get those additional skills to get that additional knowledge but then also knowing that those extra letters after your name open a lot of doors i moved across country and those letters after my name made it easier for me to get interviews made it easier for me to be hired made it easier for a hiring manager to look at me and not only be comfortable with hiring me but excited for that kind of skill level that you bring and that experience that is
0: shown through those letters. Thank you. Um, Connie, can you tell us a little bit about some of the benefits of the CSEP designation?
1: I, I think it's duplicated so often, but for the CSEP, it kind of explains to your peers that you have the same standards, that you understand best practices. We all work together, but it's also it's the opening doors. It gives you that network of other people and for us around the world and that's what made our company a global entertainment company is because I now knew other CESCPs around the world and could call them and partner with them and you had resources other places and I think that's so much what all the certifications do for us it gives us a network we have colleagues that we trust because they've been through the same programs You, you know we have at least a baseline to begin yeah, very good.
0: Do you want to answer that? What are uh, some of the benefits of the degree programs?
2: <laughs> so um, it's a complex question because uh, there's, it's, there's a lot of benefits, but the benefits are different for everybody. So I think it really depends on what your goals are. If you want to pursue a master's degree or even a PhD or just a certificate at this point, Either way, um, what's in it for you? And I think the answer to that question is, for a lot of people is they just want more. They want some. They want a more holistic perspective of the industry. Maybe it's a career change. Maybe you didn't get your undergraduate degree in hospitality. Uh, maybe there weren't options available to you at the time that you were pursuing your undergraduate degree. You just want more information on what else the hospitality industry and the tourism industry in general has to offer. Um, so I think that's one good reason. Uh, For the master specifically in events, I think that you know even our events industry, the mice industry in general, is very multifaceted. We all kind of operate in our silos to some extent. Like if you work in sales, you work in sales, but do you know what it takes to maybe put on a trade show? Not necessarily. You might know a little bit about it, but this degree program will give you Again, a more holistic perspective on what the industry has to offer and what other opportunities might be available to you if you decide to move up. Um, as far as moving up within an, within you know your own corporation, like oh, I need to get a master's degree so that I can move up to an executive level. Potentially, it w- I think it would help you nowadays more than it used to. I think that um, executive levels, I think companies are looking more for. You know, they're looking beyond professional designations. They're looking more for degrees, because a degree implies that you've invested a lot more time and commitment um, with regard to you know, your studies and, and all of that. Um, as far as the PhD program, I think the main benefit of that is obviously, well, even in with the master's, if any of you do want to get back, uh, give back to the industry at all, give back to our students. Um, several of my previous students are in the room, actually. Um, And it's a great way to give back to the industry, uh, your knowledge and everything like that. So getting a master's degree will actually enable you to be able to teach um, as an adjunct at a university, for example, at University of Central Florida. Um, The PhD program, if you're looking for, again, a higher level of knowledge, if you're more interested in the analytics aspect of the industry, like, for example, you want to look deeper into the reasons why people attend certain events. You want to look at attending motivations. You want to look at the relationship between contractors, uh, for example, a supplier and a planner. And you want to understand how that relationship works a little bit better. Uh, a PhD will give you the knowledge and the experience to be able to uh, assess that, do a survey, analyze the data, and really come out with the information that will be beneficial to your company, or. If you want to work as a consultant and do it for you know a lot of these small nonprofit organizations, for example, meeting planners that work for those companies, they don't have the ability to necessarily send out surveys. They don't have the knowledge. They don't understand the process. And I think that there's a lot of consulting opportunity as well. It's not just for academia. I mean, I did it for academia because I wanted you know to be in academia. Um, but there's a lot of other reasons to do
0: it. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I know for some <coughs> the uh, the test itself or the coursework or whatnot seems very intimidating. Um, how did you prepare for the exam portion? Did you take a study class? Did you read books? Did you just wing it? Can you tell about that? I
3: did not just wing it. <laughs> I don't think not any of these women would <laughs> just right. Right. No, I, know. I know people who have that, that <laughs> skill set. I know one person with that skill set, and she did really well. But she's a wing <laughs> it kind of girl. Uh, no, I, I actually, Tim Morrison was the study group leader for MPI at the time that I was prepping. Uh, and Tim was amazing and uh, really put an, a very great study group together. Uh, so it was very personal for me as well. You know, I really wanted that next step. Um, so I did. I took the study group um, through MPI. Could you tell us a little bit about
0: the study group? Too? I, I, yes, I could.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the study group, uh, it's, again, it's evolved uh, from then. So Tim, when he retired, you know, I had the opportunity at that time to kind of step in as the study group leader. Um, it's, a, it's an eight to ten week course depending on where we are in time of year and availability. Uh, it's once a week, every Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, for those of you that are sitting through it, there's a few of you in here. Uh, we have fun. Uh, it's not always great information to cover. You know, some of it is not riveting and exciting. Uh, So my job is to make it riveting and exciting and at least get it in your brain so that when you take the test you will recall um, and apply what it is that we've talked about. Uh, So no, I, I absolutely had to take a study class. I'm not a good tester. So I know a lot of people in the world are like, as soon as you say test, when you said there's no more GRE, I'm like,
4: <laughs> is, honestly that's been
3: holding me back. The biggest thing has been this hurdle of this test, right? Because you know, we're all smart and experts in our own right. But when you say, Oh, go take a test so you can be better in your career, it's like, Well maybe I'm good. <laughs> All right, so you know, I, I think that again, having the availability, and every one of us have gone through some variation of this, right? But it's the support that you find in the study group as well, and it's those connections that you make, and it's like you're no longer alone in the process. Um, so you know, obviously, selfishly, I, I think that it has huge benefits. I, I like I said, I know, I know two people that did not do any studying. Whatsoever. One didn't even take the book out of the plastic. I'm like, you're my spirit animal. Um, And she passed the test, but that's not the norm, right? So the rest of us take study groups and we buckle down and we read like everything we can read. And then we we hope. And uh, I hope it's not a strategy, but we're going to go for
0: it. It's 24 to what, 30 hours with Adrian? It is!
3: And and the great thing, and I'll do a a selfish plug. (laughs) So MPI is so great about it because once you pay for the study group once, you don't have to pay again. You can repeat it. So most people will sometimes take the, the course twice because it is a lot of information and you're living and working and breathing and doing all the normal life stuff. So it's a lot to take in. So I think it's a really great advantage that MPI is like because you get me and you get the same book. So why would we charge you twice? Uh, you know, and then if you're not successful with the test, you still have that support mechanism, right? So it's not like there's any judgment. Um, it's like it's just how do we help you? How do we help you do it? Sorry.
4: For CMP, I did not take a study group. Full disclosure, it's much harder if you don't do the study group. Please just sign up for the study group. Commit to it. It's so much easier. Now, for CMM, it's a little bit different. It's almost set up to be like a mini-MBA. It is the mini-MBA of the events world. Um, so that being said, um, the wonderful pretest and essay examination after your residency program, that's totally gone. You do not have to do that anymore. So the big focus with that is actually applying everything that you learn through the residency and the online portion of it to your project. Um, It used to be that it had to be a business plan and a lot of people used it to actually launch their own businesses. Um, Now it's much more broad so it just has to be something that you can use and apply to your actual work whether it's your current job or your next job. Because of the design of the program, um, it's a small group. So even though there's 50 people in your class, you're still broken down into small cohorts. So your team will work together to help each other with your projects, to get it polished, to prepare your presentations. So you've got your written part of your project, and then you do actually present it to the professors. Um, That's done online, so you can get feedback from everyone else. And continue to refine it until it's to a point that the professors will pass you. There is a whole rubric about it, and they walk you through it. But it is very different because you do have your small team, but it's your project, and it's something personal to you.
0: Connie, can you tell us? You know, you're with ILEA, I'm not Niles. So I don't know. Do they have study groups for the CSAP?
1: They're not sponsored by ILEA, but we do have study groups. I've probably done three and the last 15 years. The exam has changed so much through every like revision that it's in some ways for the old farts it appears much easier (laughs) (laughs) because we used to require a portfolio that essentially was a review of your career to show that you've been in the business. That's gone. Um, We used to have books that you could purchase to study but with the Times, everything's now online, so you don't, like, the glossary, which is a huge, you know, everybody studies the glossary, F-E-S-E, it used to be the apex glossary, now it's industry glossary, but it, it was a dictionary of event terms, or not just event terms, industry term terminology. You can't buy that book anymore. So now you go online, you can only search word by word, but that's part of our exam are a hundred questions on terminology. so you really do need this the study group I mean I uh, I you know we did things like flashcards you know and now like the new thing is Quizlet or you know one mm-hmm. of those websites but there you do need a study group because the, the the test is so vast and what where we see our as a CSCP you have to rate the exams to maintain your certification so where we see the candidates falter is in the written portion because it's three hours and it's all essay, and they simply haven't practiced that. So when we do the study group, we push you through that, you know, write, write, and that's everything they say on, this, on the website, write, write, write. Keep writing so that when you get into that that exam, you're not freaked out that, that all of a sudden you're being asked all these questions to, because people get too, you know, the just go crazy. We don't want the explanation. Put bullet form. Show us that you know the information. Move on. It's a lot of information in three hours, and that's the second half of the exam. So yes, there are study groups, the same. It's very similar to yours because we have four phases of the exam in the, in the outline that you cover for the test. So we usually break it down into eight classes as well. Um, three hours is kind of standard, I mean, to be able to cover the information. And, you know, it's, it's eight weeks of intense work. And, and our pass rate is not high. Everybody passes the, the, the multiple choice. They don't pass the essay.
0: And in college, you need to study <laughs> <laughs>
1: That goes without yes. saying.
0: Yes. <laughs> so it's actually,
2: if, if you want me to answer you maybe, maybe for the
0: certificates or something. Yeah,
2: well, okay. I'll just speak about the coursework in general. Okay, so at the master's level, um, it's gonna be a lot of kind of like what Heather was talking about with her. It was like a mini, like a little mini yeah. MBA. Um, you'll have a lot of that. You'll have a lot of case, work, case study work. You'll have a lot of uh, papers. You will learn how to write academically to some extent. Um, you may have to do mini like studies on things or a proposal for what you would be interested in studying. The event program will be Definitely a little bit more hands-on experiential learning based um, rather than theoretical and and that. Um, I'm not going to scare you with the Ph.D. uh, information, because it's scary. It's a lot. (laughs) Um, It's basically a Ph.D. in statistics. So uh, you have your exam for that is a two-day written exam that's eight hours a day. Um, <laughs> at the end of all of your coursework after two years and then after that if you pass you have a oral defense um, and then you do your dissertation and then you have to propose on that defend your proposal and then you have to defend your dissertation uh, after that so there's a reason 1% of the population probably only had their PhD because it's challenging but it is very rewarding so I wouldn't have done it I wouldn't have stuck through with it if I can do it you can
4: so the CMP is just multiple
0: choice. Yeah. <laughs> I just like put that out there, like,
2: you really got to want it. You get four answers, that's it. You it, it. it.
0: <laughs> for, that, for the sake of time, we're going to jump into the right. individual questions. I'm going to give you a two-parter just because I want to make sure these two things. So what is the pass rate on those that take your study class? And then um, do you think also after you, let's say you get the CMP, do you need to go any further? Do you think you need other destinations, other degrees besides yes. that?
3: So, so the people in the study group—it's a—it's about a 90, 90, depending on depending on the season—a ninety-four to ninety-six percent pass rate. It's pretty high. Um, a lot. I would love to take credit for it, but I can't. I mean, it's really the pretty people sure. who have. De- I mean, I'll I take a little bit. bit. Fine, I'll take some. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you have to dedicate to the process, right? So it—it really is each individual committing to the entire process. So, you know, the people, and, and the people that have not passed successfully the first time, usually it's missed by like one or two points. And it's a weighted test. So all you have to do is miss maybe like a couple of those questions and it can literally tip you. So, you know, again, it's not by any, anybody not putting in the time or the effort or what that takes. The study group helps you get through some of the mental and the anxiety and all of that stuff. Um, As far as pursuing more, absolutely. I mean, I think that in our industry, we have some awesome opportunities. You're sitting hearing, you know, I'm listening to them and I'm like, oh, you know, know, and I get the itch, right? Like, because we're adult learners and we're constantly, you're in this room for a reason. Because you want to know more and you want to continue to grow, you know, it's like these are your opportunities and this is just a small representation. I mean, there's a thousand letters out there to be earned so I think that by hearing some of these, you know, which one, which one is causing you more excitement, um, and I think you have to acknowledge that and listen to it, um, and never stop because our industry, while we are a small network, we're constantly evolving and changing. And you know, how do you stay relevant in a bigger picture, right? Um, and I think that that's our biggest challenge: is you're going through your career, or you're at a more advanced stage of your career, like, you know we're all wanting to learn and these are amazing opportunities you know to keep doing that you know whatever the result is you know if that's not your end goal sometimes it's just you want to learn something right so again i think the pursuant is there so Achieve your goals and
0: objectives. (laughs) (laughs) So, Heather, uh, as a meeting planner, when you're meeting a new vendor, especially maybe in a remote setting where you're not meeting face to face, what kind of value do you put on seeing a designation in their signature? Can you talk about that?
4: It is an instant level of comfort. I know that you've done the work to show that you know how to be an event professional. Um, In addition, when I've got a competitive bid situation and I'm looking at the staff levels, their experience level, uh, designations and certificates and continuing education, they do matter because it shows me that you are Able to invest in yourself, you understand the importance of investing in yourself, and your organization understands the importance of investing in further education. So it definitely does help for me anytime that I meet a new vendor that has some kind of a certification.
0: Thank you, uh, Connie. Um, having both the CMP and the CSAP, CSEP, <laughs> um, what would you say would uh, what would you say differentiated to? Um, and if
1: you had to maybe pick one first. I know, manager. you put this question in which is better, CSEP or CSEP? You're in room, MPI. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I got my CSEP first, and I, I, I dedicated over probably 25 years to ILEA while still volunteering for MPI and NACE. I mean, that's, we were. When I moved here, we were you know the industry didn't exist. What we have now, we all built. You know, everyone built this. All the colleges that started programs. You know, we, Johnson and Wales started for for the when, when it was ISIS, but started for ILEA, You know, started the the hospitality and event management programs, and then UNLV did a huge you know jump for all of us with the push. And you know, and then we and and those maybe weren't. The best and, and at, at the time, but they were something. And they were all of our mentors taking that step to, to make this industry and give us certification. So, you know, the CSCP was built because in the old days it, with MPI, an, a supplier could not be an international president or a national president. So the, the vendors and suppliers formed ILEA. That's how we started back. 30, um, 40 years ago, 42 years ago. So the differences were that we were such a broad scope for the CSEP because the CMP was so focused. And that really kind of gave all of the suppliers an umbrella to better support our partners. So it wasn't one or the other. I wanted exactly, I wanted my CMP to be a better supplier for my clients. And my clients aren't all meeting planners, but you know they're everything. So it made us all a better team together. You know, our our education is different, and that's the reason it's supposed to be. I don't have the expertise in all the hotel contracting. I had to study it. You have to study to pass it. But it's 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 a different skill set for what we do. And, and I hate to say it, but you know, with the way the world's going, as event producers, we're so responsible for the safety of our guests. So that's becoming a huge part of all our education. Not just the book stuff, but you know, we're all going back into, we have to get smarter legally, we have to get smarter with safety and risk management. That's our job.
0: Thank you very much. All right, and last question, and then we'll open it up if anybody has any questions here. So, Michelle, um, can you tell us how, like, the landscape of higher education has changed just in the last 15 years or so, and then uh, specifically, do you feel you need that secondary degree to advance to the next level in your, in your career?
2: Sure. So, OK. <laughs> 15, and this is kind of going back to what Connie had said. The US Department of Labor didn't officially recognize the MICE industry prof- professions that fall within that industry. You guys all know what I'm saying by MICE, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of acronyms. Meetings, indis- meetings incentives, incentives. Conventions. conventions, and exhibitions industry. Um, they didn't officially recognize really what we did until like the late '80s, maybe early '90s, and then even then it was still kind of new taboo. Like, oh, you just you you're just do parties, you just parties. do you just you just do parties. So as it became an official profession, uh, there became a need for greater education within the industry that kind of touched on. So you talked a lot about how, Connie, you talked a lot about how you know there's you know you needed more diverse education in certain areas if you weren't particularly familiar with one area Uh, I think that a not only a degree specialized in the field like from an undergraduate perspective enabled us to be able to stay on par with what the industry with how the industry was growing in terms of the profession and the professions that are still coming out of um, our industry so there's new facets there's there's planners, there's suppliers, there's sub-planners, right? You, you're sometimes you're both, you're an intermediary, um, and people are really starting to realize how big the mice industry is. We are the fifth largest contributor to GDP in the United States because we touch so many different segments of the industry. So, in order to maintain that um, and even grow that, and maintain the level of professionalism with the people that are coming out of college the academia had to grow to kind of meet that objective. So I think, you know, from when I was in college in 2000, when I first got into college, hospitality wasn't even really a thing. I mean, how many of you have hospitality management degrees in here?
1: Oh my
2: God. Okay. How many of you have an event management degree? Okay. So again, and it's, it's the younger generations primarily, right? So again, we had to grow, and that's how the industry's grown. Grown. now with the secondary I would say with the graduate education is it necessary to advance I think yes in today's times it is necessary um, if you in our particular industry I think that an MBA and a master's degree are becoming commonplace among executives especially in the larger companies are looking for that as like it's a staple okay pretty soon everyone will have one Everyone already has, it's becoming like, everybody already has an MBA. So why is an MBA special? So people are looking at, oh, you have a master of science. That's different. Why is it different? Because it covers a broader scope of you know education within that particular discipline. Uh, within events, specifically, once we get this program off the ground, it could probably be a year or two before we get that off the ground, but once we do, you're going to be wow like oh you have a master's in event leadership what does that mean and why is that important oh because i know you know i work in you know AV, but i know how hotel contracts work you know uh so again it kind of wraps everything up with a nice little bow and i think that it is definitely beneficial
0: thank you all right so uh, what's on your mind out there does anybody have any questions for the panel Maybe get something,
2: or. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. For the graduate programs, I know they
3: do a lot of scholarship for students. Are there any scholarship opportunities that we can look for as professionals in
4: the industry for going after that? Because I feel like we're all ready to work hard. It's more maybe that financial side that's harder.
2: Yeah. So uh, first thing that I would recommend. So the cohort. Pro, let me talk to you about. The, most of you are probably going to be interested in the event program, I would imagine. Um, so. You can go through, there are financial aid opportunities, obviously, for uh, the traditional programs and the certificate. You can take advantage of those. Um, Tuition reimbursement, if your company offers that, would be the first recommendation that I would go go through. Uh, If you can get a scholarship for graduate education through maybe an industry organization like MPI, I would consider that route. there's less opportunities as you grow in in you know in higher education for free money. So um, it is a commitment. It's a big financial commitment. Um, and I have the debt to prove it. So um, <laughs> however, however, the trade-off and the value that it adds to your career and your life, you know, and there is a public service loan forgiveness program now. I don't know if any of you heard about that. Um, so if you happen to work for a nonprofit or anything like that. You might be able to have all of your loans forgiven in ten years. Wow. Um, however, uh, those are the financial aspects are real. If you want to start with the, if you want to start with the certificate program, financial aid opportunities, or it's just I can actually give you the cost if you want to know. I mean, just look at <laughs> the slide deck real quick.
0: But, That's six figures. But I
2: can tell you that the, uh, the program for the event leadership masters will be a cohort program, and it will be a market rate program. So it'll be a flat rate of $30,000. Okay, now it'll cost you just the same for a master's degree, maybe a little bit less. Mm -hmm. However, uh, with that, it will include materials, some supplies, you'll get a laptop, you'll get some experiential learning opportunities. Potentially, we're working on sponsorship right now with larger organizations. Potentially, you might be able to travel and work, physically get involved and work in a different area of the industry that you're not familiar with. Um, that might open up some more career opportunities. So it does provide a lot more of a richer experience for the money. So
0: and free uh, football tickets too. Yeah,
2: free. <laughs> no, yeah, free. <laughs> All right. So in state, one in state per credit hour is three sixty nine sixty five. I know it sounds like a lot, um, but if you do the online track, it's three twenty seven thirty two. Now that's for the master's degree. For the nine credit hour certificate. It's three thousand three hundred and twenty-six dollars and eighty-five cents, specifically. <laughs> uh, for yeah, so just in general, for the thirty-three credit hour traditional master's degree, it'll cost you about twelve thousand dollars. Okay, for the PhD, it's about twenty-one, and then uh, there are graduate uh, assistantships available. So you could be a GRA or a GTA and earn some money, and then you do get some of your tuition covered for that. So you have to obviously manage that with your work schedule. Uh, but I'll
0: just interject, and, and Adrian, you can back me up. But MPI for the designations, I know for the CNP, they do offer a scholarship. And I was actually recipient of it, and I got $700 to pursue it, which is the exact amount that it costs to apply and to apply for the exam as well. The only cost was the study group, which The study was group well-rated. materials, yeah. Yeah. The book, yeah. yeah. I did yeah. buy the book, yeah. 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 the <laughs> online version. Or
3: you can borrow or you can go online, yeah. I mean, Just unwrap it if you buy it. It's yeah, yeah. No, please
1: <laughs> use it as a pillow
0: at the pool. I think you had a question.
1: Uh, I did. Uh, um, many of you here know that I've been in the incentive industry for a very long time, so I pursued my CIS. So I'm actually a faculty member of the CIS Certified Incentive Specialist. And then um, when I went into the DMC world, I got my DMCP, which is a similar test to the CMP, three hour long test. Do you feel that, and I've always thought, I really like my CMP, um, just so I know that side as well. Um, Do you feel that it, it looks a little funny that you have somebody with such a variety? Got the CIS, the DMCP, um, and the CMP. No, if you've got room for is a variety of things. <laughs> 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 I think it says you, you, said you have top a thirst
2: for knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I I'm going to get my CMP. I mean, it's like, that's something that I want to do. That's a goal for myself. So I, I don't see the harm in having more designations. Oh, okay, it okay. just shows that you're you more well-rounded. You just need another,
1: like, another line. For another it. line. See back <laughs> in card for more. <laughs> v- <laughs> v- <laughs> v- I <laughs> got more out <laughs> to v- <evidence.
4: laughs> <laughs> Check the back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it <laughs> you just got my SMB in there. You
2: Are
4: they across the country and you're working with them virtually, or do you have a smaller group central to Florida, or how does it work logistically, I guess? Uh, twice a year, the CMM program does a 50-person um, class. Uh, with that class, you have four days of a residency program that would actually be at Indiana University. So you're there in person. In Indiana. Uh, in Indiana. So you would be able to meet everybody in person, and, and then you would go to the online portion of it where it would just be a a virtual remote. Uh, In my particular class, we were actually in Mexico, which was kind of nice, and we had people in my class that were from Brazil, they were from Switzerland, they were from all over the world. So truly, it's a global program and it can be done by anyone, anywhere, but for four days you are all
0: together. Did I answer your question? Any other questions before we wrap
2: up? Oh, David, can I add one thing because that reminded me that one thing I didn't mention about the event program that we're going to launch. Because it's online, you will have the opportunity to be in class with people who are all over the country, potentially all over the world. So you will be able to network with people that are beyond just the Orlando market. And it'll be similar to that where uh, everybody will be together for the first week, and then, again together for the last week so the whole the whole program will take approximately 18 months uh, to complete which the traditional masters takes about two years sometimes a little bit more so
0: Ooh. well I just want to take some time to thank our uh, yep. speakers thank you